Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to keep on with our list for 2020. We're going to do sleepers today. Our top five sleepers for 2020. We're going to try to take a stab at it at least. It's going to be... Uh, you know, not all the rankings are obviously terribly accurate yet. So we're kind of um, looking for, I don't know, looking for players, what, 40 range and, you know, further down the list than that, I would say. But try not to go too deep because we're going to do deep sleepers again as well in a couple of weeks. So we're going to do some sleepers as we go. But uh, before we get into all of that, want to once again talk about my bookie one last time here for the year. My bookie sponsor in this episode again, so go there and definitely use that promo code PROFIT, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Get yourself hooked up there. And last week, we went, you know, to the my bookie point spreads again, and we picked the Super Bowl, Jeff. And I believe I picked the Super Bowl correctly on the lines. <laughs> so after the season, if you want to count even the postseason – all the pre, all the regular season games, all the postseason games, we end up exactly tied. Yeah, how's that happen? I know. So but you I, beat me by one game in the postseason, and then I beat you by one game throughout the season. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> came down to the Super Bowl. Crazy that whole thing, and you, uh, we end up with the same amount. So you won the regular season, but I guess I tie you up at the end. But it's crazy how that works. I know. I, I feel like it really came down to one play. Really, <laughs> Mahomes to Tyree. Yeah, that. <laughs> that would have been game over if they didn't get that. I think it would have been. Or if uh, or Garoppolo had hit uh, Sanders on that deep ball on third down, that would have ended it. But that's what it felt like. But you know, it's not over though. My bookie, you should go over there, use that promo code because I mean, this weekend, you can seriously go bet on some XFL if you're. A, don't you don't have to don't consider yourself a degenerate or anything like that <laughs> on XFL. I think it's some fun. You go, you know, except. I don't really know how you pick the games week one. I'll tell you that because none of us know anything about any of these teams. But, hey, maybe pick some players you like. If you're, I mean, I don't know. If you're an Ohio State fan, you got Cardell Jones out there or something. Or if you uh, want to see if Christine Michael can actually do anything in, in, in another league. We talked about him for too long in the NFL. So players like that. Go check out mybookie.com. Get in on the action. Again, this weekend for XFL and shoot, you know, you got college basketball really gearing up finally and, you know, all that. You got the golf. You can go bet on some golf too. That's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it can be fun. It yeah. can. It can I, be. I have done those uh, before. So, but go go to my book. Use that promo code profit. All right. So it's time for our top five sleepers for 2020. So. I didn't really I didn't really have like a real rule for where I picked players. I tried to keep it beyond 40, but it was really just if I think I ended up doing that, but you know, it depends on what rankings you're looking at. And I tried to pick guys who there were actually a couple of players I might have to see if you pick any of them maybe, but there's a couple of them I kind of just didn't pick even though I think they might do something. Cuz I had a couple of guys that are just like they I've talked about them too much in the past. I just don't feel like doing it again. So, but let's go, let's go one to five again. Let's just, let's go one to five. Let's start with the best. Let's start with the best, Jeff. Let's see. I want to see you. What do you have at number one? I don't know if we're going to have any, um, you know, any of the same here at all. <laughs> no, I don't know where we're I, going with this. I'll be so. honest. I didn't, 
I really didn't feel uh, very strongly about, and I feel like all five of them are sleepers, obviously. But I don't feel like I have that number one guy where you're, I'm not like, yet, oh, they right? gotcha. Not yet, yeah. yeah. I don't. I and feel the same way. It's very difficult because a lot of guys I wanted to put on this list, I would, you know, I, I kind of looked through three different rankings, and you know, one of them would have him pretty high, and I'm kind of like, okay, I'm not gonna, not gonna do that. But so I'll just say my number one. I'm gonna go ahead and. <laughs> I'm actually going to go Baker Mayfield. There we go. So, okay, he got really hyped last year. I think for good reason. He did not perform. Um, I mean, he he really didn't perform. <laughs> he did very, very badly to the point where everyone looks at him as radioactive. Every single list has him 20 or lower, at least I like from what I have seen. So if I just call him QB20, he is probably not even going to end up on anyone's list because you know depending on if you're just playing one quarterback league you know say eight teams actually draft two quarterbacks even in that scenario which usually doesn't happen anyway um he wouldn't he would be in the free agent list unheard of he was drafted as like the Mm -hmm. number five qb last year i do have to say i think it was a sophomore slump i don't think that uh it will be that bad he still has a ton of weapons no matter what happens to um, you know, if they decide to ship someone off or, or whatever it may be, uh, Nujoku is finally going to be healthy. Maybe. He obviously, yeah, maybe <laughs> he took a, a knock last year. Odell, if, if he is still there, assuming he will be, um, I think he's too good to repeat that. Jarvis Landry was very good last year. Um, you're still going to have a running game between Chubb and Hunt. So maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I, I think that when I look at him as the, QB 20, I have to. I have to take a roll of the dice and say, is this guy actually going to live up to the hype? Because we saw flashes of greatness his rookie year, if I may call it that. Um, sophomore year, just he didn't have it. So, you know, change up with the coach. Maybe that gets him back on track. Mayfield, my number one, if you want to call it the number one. He, he's not on my list, but yeah, I get, I'm, I'm on board. For sure. I mean, he's he's the definition of a post-hype sleeper, for sure. He'll make what if we come up with a post-hype sleeper list as well at some point, which I always kind of we haven't really made it an episode, I don't believe, before, but it's always like one of the Instagram posts we have over at Instagram.com slash fantasy football profit. Nice um, plug. <laughs> so I, I usually do a post-hype sleeper list every year. And guys who, you know, were hyped the year before, whatever, and never lived up to it, and who I believe can now. And I think Baker would probably be number one on that list. I I mean I haven't thought about that yet, but he definitely would be number one on the list. I'm 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 on board. Like I've said, I really believe. I mean I don't. <laughs> it's hard to say because I don't know Baker, don't know anything about the guy and his work ethic. <laughs> but I kind of feel like he's going to put in the work this off season. Like I just feel like he didn't. I don't. Again, just completely speculation. I don't know any of this. It feels like he didn't put in the work last year, and I think he's going to put in the work this year. That's great analysis, I know, because I know so much about that. So, <laughs> you know, but that's just my feeling. That's my gut feeling on what's going on with that. But I, I like the pick. He didn't He didn't make my list, but yeah, I like the pick. So my number one, I don't think – there's a lot of people, I mean a lot of people, that are just going to say this is a terrible, stupid pick. What are you doing? This guy's like a third-string running back. And, hey, maybe you might be right. I like the talent, though, and I think – he has more talent than the guys ahead of him. Eh, well, at least one of them. And so I'm going with Justice Hill from Baltimore Ravens here. And I'm, I I think he has more talent than Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is a fine running back, but Justice Hill's 
a better, more talented player. I'm not necessarily saying he's better than or more talented maybe than Mark Ingram right now, but maybe Mark Ingram's good. But he's also 30 some years old and Justice Hill just is kind of a I really liked what I saw from Justice Hill when he played. And I had Mark Ingram on a lot of my teams last year. We we had Mark Ingram all over the board. We loved Mark Ingram. So I watched a lot of Baltimore Ravens. Just watch Baltimore Ravens because of Lamar, too. It's just you watch the team. And every time I saw Justice Hill, he just looked good. I liked what I saw. He didn't get a lot of, you know, work. But I liked what I saw from him. I mean, it wasn't always great. But I saw flashes. And I just liked the player. Not necessarily think this is going to be like a starting role. But I think he's going to be more involved and become fantasy relevant and become a very good fantasy player. He can he can do that while Mark Ingram still is relevant too. And well they can both do this and he can be involved as well. So I'm going Justice Hill. And if anything did ha- did happen to Mark Ingram injuries whatever, I think Justice Hill could really step in and be good. I guess the knock is going to be it's a size, he's a little smaller, you know, what barely maybe 200 pounds. but I like him. So he's my number 1. Um yeah because I don't really have a structured number one as well. Yeah. I don't I don't hate it because I think uh, if you're taking that risk, if you're making that guess who is going yeah. to be the running back in that system, right? I, we were big fans of Mark Ingram because of that. If he's the guy there or even to say the one-two punch, yep. he's going to be used a lot. He's going to be putting up numbers. So in that case, I do very much like it. I think right now you have to take that gamble and guess which one is it going to be. And he's currently, if you go to Fantasy Pros, I think he's ranked he's ranked forty seventh right now, um, which you know it's actually had a Gus Edwards. It's a it's a it don't, it's it's a fine rank for where he's. A people it doesn't mean people people are definitely think there's something there. He's not just you know way down the board like some of the other players maybe that were hyped before. So he's he's going to be it's a good player to put at the end of the draft. That's going to be one of those really good I think end of the draft guys. Throw him on the end of your bench and see what happens. So that's my number one. Let's go number two, Jeff. Who do you got? Number two, and <laughs> I tell you the truth, uh, this one is going to be a wild one, um, and I could probably keep him for a deep sleeper if I really wanted to. But I just love the guy so much, and he's a true sleeper. And I see Craig's wheels turning, trying to figure yeah. out who I'm going to say before I say it. But I'm going to go with a man that didn't that did not did not. Did not even play last year, and that is Bryce Love. Wow! Wait on so the yeah, he is he's pretty deep, right? Yeah. So on the ESPN one that I, I looked at, it'd be running back fifty nine. I think he might be even lower on like Fantasy Pro. So I could have kept um, him to a deep sleeper, but I think because he didn't play, people kind of forget about him. I really wanted to talk about him right now. He is a very good running back. That is the cautionary tale for why you should leave after a major season in the NCAA. So if people do not know who he is, he is a running back for Stanford. He had one of just an amazing junior year. He decided to come back to play college ball and at the last game blew out his ACL and was still drafted, even though he blew out his ACL and everyone knew that he was probably going to miss a year. He was still drafted in the fourth round by Washington. So yes, they do have Darius Geis. They have an aging Adrian Peterson. Uh, we'll see if they re-sign Chris Thompson and all that good stuff. But uh, if he gets healthy, and that is the big if, right? That's what we truly don't know right now. But if he gets healthy, he might be the most talented back on that team. And I like Darius Geis. I know Craig really likes Darius Geis, but 
I like him. I think he's talented. I think Bryce Love is the real deal. He is a speedster. I think he ran like a 4-3-5. And, you know, it's probably an unofficial time at Stanford or something. But extremely, uh, extremely fast. I mean, even though his senior year was not quite as productive as, say, his junior year, and I can look up stats right now, uh, to just give you a glimpse of why I was so excited about him coming out. If he would have came out after his junior year, he played 13 games. He rushed for over 2,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, and he only had six receptions, so they hardly even used him in the past game. He can catch the ball. Senior year, he caught 20 balls. Um but he, he's got the big playability at any point. I mean, in his junior year, he was averaging 8.1 yards per carry. It's pretty crazy. The next year, uh, he did have a lot less carries. He had like 100 less carries, played in three less games, but still averaged 4.5 yards a clip, which was by far his lowest. Uh, freshman year, 7.8. Sophomore year, 7.1. Then 8.1. And then he drops off. So um, obviously, it was a much worse Stanford team. So you take that into account. Uh, the injury just absolutely decimated his stock. I absolutely love uh, him, and I think that Washington is a pretty good spot because I think uh, coming back from an ACL, even though he had an entire year, I think the uh, dual punch of him and Darius Geis could actually help him stay healthy. I think they're going to have to run the ball because they have Haskins under center, and he's going to need help as well. And I think both of these guys, depending on you know if they're the only two, I think both of them will get plenty of work, I think. Um, and this guy will be the kind of lightning in the bottle kind of deal. So with all those reasons, he hasn't played a single snap yet in the NFL. But his talent is way too much to overlook him, and he's way too low. So Bryce Love would be my number two. Well, there's a path there. I mean, there, there is. There actually, there's more of a path for him, honestly, than Justice Hill. I mean, like you said, the, I mean, is Darius Geis healthy? Is he ever going to be healthy? Right. Maybe well, not. And that's my thing. Even it, if he is healthy. It, is he, can he stay that? Yes. I, it's not. I love Darius Geis and the, the talent. And I think he is. If he ever could stay healthy, the guy's going to be amazing. But that's a big question right now. I mean, and same thing. Well, Peterson's Peterson. That's not a, that's not something stopping Bryce Love. If Bryce no. Love's talented, Peterson's not in the way. It's just it's not at this point. I was trying to see if I could pull up my uh, I made a list whenever, you know, before his senior year of Bryce Love's of uh uh, running back prospects for the next year. And he was probably, I think he might've been tops on my list or one of, he was definitely no, it, my top five after in 2017, yeah. he would have been the number one running back coming out of, I'm, well, I'm, hold it. Who was that? Was that Saquon's year? So it would have been the same. Yeah. 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 But so he probably would have well, been, number no, no, two. it wouldn't have been. Oh well, yeah. What, but he would have, um, again, I know I made that list cause I remember clearly him being on it, but I can't, I yeah. <laughs> can't find that. But yeah, he was definitely up the, you know, way up the board on that from, you know, that year, but yeah, he has a path. There's a path there. There's a chance. So that's number two. So I'll go my number two. And I went Nikhil Harry who he was hurt. Didn't get a lot of a chance there early on. And then he showed signs, I think in flashes that he could be good. And he, he was a, he's a first round pick for a reason. A lot of this, I mean, Tom Brady's going to be the quarterback for the New England Patriots. I don't. I, I'm sure of it, right? Like, it, that's what's going to end up happening. I, I don't believe any of this crap that he's going somewhere else. Why would he? That makes no sense. The teams that would take him, I feel like, aren't contenders. So you can go to the Raiders, go to the Dolphins. That makes literally zero sense. And 
I seen enough from Nikhil Harry. I think flashes that he could be good, and I think he's. But it wasn't enough. But it wasn't enough to put him up the draft boards. You know what I mean? It wasn't enough to move him up the boards, but it was enough to say, okay, this guy might have something. Right now, he's ranked about fifty fifth, yeah, fifty five. I think yeah, right behind John Ross, which that guy's not going to be healthy. <laughs> and right behind John Ross and Sammy Watkins. Um, but I like I like Nikhil Harry. I think there's a again. This is going to be a free pick for you. It's going to be a no. Nothing. You don't have to spend anything to get him. He's at the end of a draft. He costs nothing at an auction. Take a chance. I like taking chances on guys like this. So Nikhil Harry, my number two. Yeah, I think you're right in the fact that you match his physical attributes with the fact that he was taken in the first round. Um, you know, I don't think that the sun has set on him after one poor year. The thing that does worry me about him was the fact that yeah he was banged up, but at the same time, when he wasn't. I feel like there was plenty of opportunity to get himself in that lineup and he just wasn't able to. So I don't know if that was because Tom Brady never got uh, on the same page as him or perhaps he was just slow on the uptake, you know, as being a rookie. Um, so worries, but absolutely. I mean, was it the guy like six, four, like they desperately need wide receivers yep. there. So what, you know, why would I, why would I doubt they wouldn't, you know, put the effort into bringing him along? All right. So let's go. Number, you're number three. Number three, I will be less long-winded on this one. It's going <laughs> to go with Anthony Miller. Um, we've talked about him before. Hey, I think he's a very talented player. He started off slow. He was His shoulder was injured, and then at the end of the season, he didn't score a lot of touchdowns, so his numbers didn't quite look as good as they should have, but he did go uh, over 100 yards in multiple games uh, down the stretch. They have talent there. I think the problem with Anthony Miller and why I'm – put him at number three or talking about him in the third spot is because it really is attached to Trubisky. Do I believe that he can really uh, take that next step? I, I don't really think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, but at the same time, Allen Robinson put up pretty decent numbers with him. They're going to keep chucking the ball. Um, so I, I just, at this point, I just believe in the talent. And right now he was all the way down at wide receiver 54. I saw him a little higher than that, you know, like in the late forties, depending on where, you know, where you saw him. So a healthy off season with Trubisky should help. That's what I'm going with. Anthony Miller is my number three pick as well. Oh, there we go. So I made an early list of this last week and I posted it on Instagram. It was it was kind of my rough draft, you know, list. I was trying to see I was trying to get some reaction from people, see what they would say. Here, I got I gotta I gotta read to you the Anthony Miller um comment. I'm gonna I gotta find this here. So yeah, I, I say the same things you said, like though he he was he showed an, he showed enough for me that like I feel like okay, the guy was finally healthy at the end of the year, right? Like that's where I felt like as soon as he hit like week 11 and from then on, he was really at least week week 11 through 15, he was really good. And he didn't do much 16 or 17, but it felt like he was healthy. Right. And yeah, like Trubisky can make a player decent. He made, you know, Allen Robinson there and Trubisky is an interesting one to me too. I'm not, I don't think Trubisky's great, but I think he's, I think he's still, um, I think he can be fantasy relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's something. There's something there enough where it's, I'm not all out on him completely. He showed a lot the year before. I mean, he showed enough. I feel like there's something there. But so this is uh, one of the Anthony Miller comments. It's Anthony Miller, a sleeper every year. <laughs> I mean, really though, like he's, he's pretty young, so yeah. it's still funny though because I think he's he's in the, he was probably in the, the guy wrote back. He year. said, "And never does anything. Such a joke." <laughs> 
never does anything. Well, I mean, I'm not really going to go to task on that guy. Then somebody else it's wrote, not like exactly. he's had a, a wonderful but, year. But then always hyped up and then never hear about him in the season. I mean, really, he's only played two seasons. He was hurt yeah, this super year. young. Yeah. Like, okay. This is people, this is people, people like they hype players a little too quick and then they give up on them a little too quick. Don't give up on this guy too quick. Yes. And uh, what I like about it too is you can see that not always the greatest catch percentage. Once again, I think that's more of Trubisky's deal. But they started targeting him a lot more. And there was a stretch where, you know, you would go through phases where you're only getting one to three targets, which is not going to be conducive to anyone trying to be fantasy relevant. But in weeks uh, 11 through 15, it was actually very good, right? So 11, 9, 13, 4, and 15 Mm -hmm. targets. I mean, you almost hit 10 targets four out of the five games. Mm -hmm. And once again... You know, you're not maybe you're not catching a ton of them, but I mean, he had the thirteen or nine catches out of thirteen targets, nine catches out of fifteen. Both of those games, when he was able to do that, he went over for over a hundred yards. Um, and like I said, he only had what three touchdowns, two touchdowns this year. Yep. So his numbers are drastically underestimated. I mean, uh, six fifty for two touchdowns, and you might as well call the first—I don't even know—five games of that season a complete waste of time because of his injury and because of where they were at. So, yes, I, I get where everyone's yeah. coming from, but um, that is why we say that there's that hint. I, I think the talent really is there. I think the problem is much more getting the young guys on the same page. The funny thing is, though, it's also like Anthony Miller is actually older than you would think. He's going to turn 26 this season. Yeah, which surprises you, but you know the He's thing more is, mature, right? <laughs> I, know, I don't know. I see. I don't want to take that. That's the thing. I can say that, but I don't actually know what that means. Like it's actually pretty. I, I think that's you know, good. You know, it's, because he has to. And and you see this a lot, right? You get scared because you don't want them to be too old. Like, are they over the hill? Have they gone? But he's only played two seasons. So, yep. and <laughs> we all know Chicago needs whatever bright stars they can they can come up with. And um, I don't want people to yell at me if I make this comparison, but I'm not like comparing the players. I'm just saying p- comparing similar stats maybe for two seasons. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. So, no, if you look at like what Chris Godwin did his first two years, he was – the thing is he was – Do was, it, he buddy. Was, he Compare was, him. He was younger. He was. You know, he is younger. But so year one, Godwin, 34 catches. Um, Anthony Miller, year one, 33 catches. Year two for um, Chris Godwin, 59 catches. Year two for Anthony Miller, 52 catches. It's similar. I mean, okay, this is why I'm not saying yardage. The yardage was a little bit more for Godwin and a little bit more touchdowns was there. Um, well, actually, it was just reverse. And year one, Miller went, what, seven touchdowns, then he went to two. So he had nine over the first two years. Godwin had eight over the first two years. Their catches are almost similar. Godwin did have a little bit better yards per catch. That was, you know, that's where it was. Their targets were... Chris Godwin's year one, 55 targets. Anthony Miller's was 54. And then it was 95 for Godwin, 85 for Miller. That's very similar for to the two years. Just stats. Just looking basic stats. Don't look at anything about the players. Don't look at anything else. But we could see the growth with Godwin. And we knew Godwin was going to be good. Everyone knew Godwin was going to be good, right? That was just, you knew, like, maybe you didn't know even to the extent how good he became this year. But everyone knew Chris Godwin was going to be good, right? <laughs> I mean, you just knew it. But Anthony Miller just looked at, like, he's nothing, right? So, I don't know. Not saying he's gonna he's not gonna turn into a Chris Godwin season this year, but he's not at the bottom end of everything, you know. He's he's better than he gets credit for, I think. So I mean it's just saying we've seen this 
this level of this player's rise like this before. It's not going to be unheard of if all the Anthony Miller has 80 catches this year for a thousand yards. That's not crazy. So that's, I think he can definitely pull that off. So Anthony Miller, number three for both of us. So that means let's go to your number four. Number four. Um, once again, um, there's not a ton to point to as far as what he accomplished last year. I think everything pointed in the right direction. It wasn't like an Anthony Miller necessarily where you're wondering if he's going to flounder in the middle, but Irv Smith Jr., so the tight end from Minnesota, I think is a very good young tight end. He was a rookie. They still had Rudolph, and obviously he you know, didn't cut into his targets nearly as much as we would like to see. But at the same time, he was... He's just a very good athlete. I mean, he he comes from what he went to Bama. He, he runs a, a four six forty, uh, strong, tall. Um, you know, he's kind of one of these hybrid. I guess he's not that tall for the NFL. He's six two, but he's kind of one of these hybrid tight ends that is more like another wide receiver you have out there. And I think that I saw enough from him to see that he is capable of making that jump ahead of tight ends. When I usually like to grab them when they're kind of like year three. Um, I think Irv Smith Jr. can overtake Rudolph because you already see him declining a little bit. He's still a good player, good tight end. But as far as pass catching ability and getting open, um, Irv Smith is, uh, in my opinion, has already overtaken him by the end of the year. I think he is that good. And um, I I think he'll be a a good kind of – plus there's so many weapons on that team, right? So the fact that if Thielen and Diggs are both healthy – Irv Smith will be able to run wild in the middle of the field. So if he catches fire, he is going to be a great asset to have, especially in a tight end situation, which, you know, after you get past the top three, you know, who really cares if you have seven or, you know, 13th, they're all, they're all kind of doing the same. So Irv Smith is my number four. He almost made my list. Actually, he would have been my tight end pick. If I I didn't pick a tight end, he would have probably been my pick. And yeah, the talent he showed he showed that he can play and uh, Kyle Rudolph's not uh, Kyle Rudolph caught some touchdowns this year but Kyle Rudolph's not dynamic in any way anymore. He's just he's just there. He's, just, he's, he's a just, good overall player. Yeah, he's he really just is. there. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I yeah, I like this one cuz I just I didn't come up with the tight end. I mean, there was some tight Do you have any other tight ends? This is the only one you have. The only one. So, there's other guys like I know people are going to th- throw Ian Thomas now because of Greg Olson being gone. I just don't know if I believe it with it. I'm not going to lie. I almost want to throw Greg Olson on this list. Right. If he goes somewhere else. Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah, right now right. he's floating, but yeah. if he goes somewhere like, where they really need him. I'm just not sure Ian Thomas is any good. Like, I think we, he's had chances before. I mean, he might be, might do something, but I don't know if it was there yet. I didn't. I mean, Jonu Smith, people are going to say. I don't think Olsen really was doing that no. great in that offense either. I just don't think yeah. it's that tight end friendly yeah. at the moment. I don't know if it will. Like, I know Jonu Smith is going to be one that people are going to bring out. He, he, I think that's he, a, he's he's he's. A, I think he might be a decent. That's one. That's a legit one. But those are the kind of the guys I look at. And I actually like um, maybe Dawson Knox from Buffalo. I think there's something. He, he's yeah. interesting. He's interesting. he showed something too. There's, those are some of the guys, but I like Irv Smith best out of those as well. Um, Gusecki's too good now to be a sleeper. Anymore, I know, right? So. He, he actually is. <laughs> so, all right. So I'll go my number four. So this one, there's a bit of a – the issue is an injury, and it was an ACL. So I went with Preston Williams from Miami here. So he had the, the ACL injury when – I can't remember. It, it, was it – it was during the season, obviously. It was more like what, November. I think it was November-ish. End of October, November. Which kind of can put it iffy on his status for the beginning of the year, right? 
We that that's the kind of sometimes they'll be back. Some it, you never know with ACLs anymore. You've seen people recover really quick, and then you see some that linger almost for a while. Well, let's just say he is ready to go at the beginning of the year. Because what happened, Cooper Cup the other year, he was a late injury and he he was ready to go week one. So Preston Williams, and this is the reason why I don't I'm not sold on Devontae Parker. Preston Williams was better than Devontae Parker until Preston Williams got hurt. He really was. He to me he looked better than him. He showed he was really their main he was their go to guy over Parker. Parker didn't break out until honestly until Preston Williams got hurt. Preston Williams in his he got hurt after week nine. So before that, week weeks one and two, five targets, six targets, then twelve, seven, six, eight, seven, nine. He was getting targets. He's playing well. Was it this, Miami was really bad at this time too. This is before they even really kind of Fitzpatrick was able to really get unleashed. But I honestly think that he would have been Parker's season wouldn't have happened like it did if Preston Williams was still there. And I saw enough from Preston Williams where I think he, if he's healthy with Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> I believe he could have a really, really good season. And the injury is going to scare people off. He's going to be way down there because of that. He's going to be again another guy. I love these guys. That you can just get at the end of a draft. I think have talent. So that's why Preston Williams made my list despite the injury. And actually, despite the injury, he's still ranked 49th right now. People are kind of just thinking, you know, he's going to be there. So, and the latest news saying he's ahead of schedule, but I think they always say that at this point when it's this early on. You'll, if he's actually behind schedule, you won't hear about that until he's not in training camp and not in playing in preseason games. But Preston Williams, my number four. I like that one. Uh, yeah. Talent is definitely there. Uh, and as we say, it really has to do with the QB. But, yeah, I, I like that pick. Yep. All right. This is it. Number five. What Number we got? five is someone that has been around for a while but is getting overlooked on every list I've kind of looked into. And that is going to be Golden Tate. So yeah. he goes over to New York. And a lot of people, uh, I, hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder here. Hopefully. Do you have a QB in the last one? I don't. Okay. But I don't. So a lot of people are going to talk about Daniel Jones a little bit as like a sleeper. He was going to be my just, okay. I, didn't, I didn't quarterback, but it would have been Daniel Jones. Okay. So Daniel Jones is going to be a lot of sleepers. You will hear about him because he did have a pretty good rookie year. I'm not going to lie. On a New York team that wasn't all that great. Um, and Golden Tate is a wonderful wide receiver at running routes and getting open and making sure you secure the ball, all of that stuff. He, he's just a very good wide receiver. He's never going to be the biggest touchdown maker. But even last year, when you had Daniel Jones learning the ropes, when they weren't doing that great, uh, when at the end of the year they were running the ball a lot with Saquon, <laughs> he was surprisingly good. I mean, he started playing at week five. Right, he, he missed the first four games. I believe that was a suspension or whatever it may have been. Um, week five through week 17, if you look at those weeks, he ranked as the 25th overall wide receiver. I don't think that he is going to go wild and he has, you know, top 10 opportunity. But I think he is a uh, just a very solid play that you can probably put as a wide receiver three, feel very, very good about it, and you don't have to spend a whole lot on him. And not to mention if, say, Daniel Jones really does do a lot better than people um, uh, than he did this year, and you know people are correct as he could be a sleeper as well, those numbers will probably only go up. So, um, yeah, Golden Tate. Not a sexy pick, but I think it's a good one. He's going to be completely overlooked, isn't he? Yeah. yeah so right now, I mean, and this was on the yeah. ESPN one as well. He's wide receiver 63, and he wasn't much better on other ones. Yeah, that's 
I think that whole overall offense should be better. I mean, people are actually going to – I know they – because when I made the early list last week, I got a lot of Darius Slayton. And, oh, yeah. And maybe – I need to see more. I don't know what it is. I'm not – I haven't been hum- completely on board with Darius Slayton. I know. I feel I, – I think I may be a little bit of bias, but I f- – <laughs> people are going to hate this. But I do feel kind of like he is a type of gadget player in a way. Yeah, just something. I don't think he's an every down guy. I think right now he had he got a bunch of big plays. Yeah. Um. Not to mention, uh, Golden Tate will be playing no matter what, and when they get everyone healthy again, because they really did have a lot of injuries between you know Sterling Shepard, and obviously the you know the tight end even Saquon was banged up. So when you really have a full squad, I don't know where he fits in. Yeah, it's gonna be. That team, they should be a lot better. The offense, it feels like they have talent, right? It really does. Jones. They started getting better. I mean, they can really – I don't think they're that far away. I th- obviously, their defense could use some help, and their offensive line could use some help. So if they address some of those things and Daniel Jones makes another step, I think they'll be surprisingly uh, – I don't know. Maybe they won't be good, but they won't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here – I'll go with my number five. Here we go. Finish off the list. And I didn't know – what to do with this guy and if he should make my list or not, but he's the name's well known, but is he actually any good? <laughs> so I went with McCole Hardman. Okay. I, he was on my short list. So I didn't know what to do with him because it feels weird to even call him a sleeper because it feels like he's so known at this point. But again, he is because where he's ranked and it, his numbers really, they, I mean, other than, in the in the first few weeks of the season, he had he had a lot more catches, and then after week six, he never never had more than two catches in a game. He wasn't really doing much, you know, in that regard. And he ended up with what twenty six catches on the entire season, playing sixteen games. That's not a lot, but the guy is extremely fast. <laughs> and this this could tie into what what happens with Sammy Watkins. Are they bringing Sammy Watkins back? If they didn't, okay, if they didn't bring Sammy Watkins back. He's going to shoot up the boards, right? Like, he has to. I mean, without a doubt. Because, I mean, Sammy, I just pulled it up to just yeah. to get a, a lay of yeah. the land um, as far as target summary. Yeah. Tyreek Hill had 88, right? And yep. he also missed a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, Sammy Watkins had 90. Yep. And then Demarcus Robinson actually had 55. Yeah. And then we went to Hardman at 41. And yeah. then after that, it completely falls off. You know, Pringle has 16, and then there's hardly anything. But remember, too. Travis Kelsey is there, and he had 136. It's and a very unusual a lot, distribution. A lot of this ties into Sammy Watkins, though, because at first there was the – he said something like, oh, maybe he'll sit out the year kind of a thing. And then now it's Chiefs want to find a way to keep him. But you can't really pay Sammy Watkins, can you, on this team? They I did, don't know why you would. They, exactly. They did originally to get him. He has a he had a pretty good deal there for him. It was a pretty good contract. You can't pay him that again. And I kind of feel like somebody out there, just somebody – Wants to take that chance on him yet? Yeah, I'll be honest. Um, be honest. Maybe I'm crazy, yeah. but I honestly believe that that offense is no uh, worse off if instead of Sammy Watkins, they just start the guys they have and Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman fill in for him. I don't, I don't think I don't anything think any changes. Either. No, I don't think so either. And Hardman, it, this it might not do anything, but he's one of those again a guy I think you take a chance on because. I've seen you seen this before where the guys like maybe they're rookie or they're more just like a big play guy. They don't really do much else than that. And then eventually they become this is all going to depend on what and what he does and if he can actually become this kind of player where he can be used all the time. Right now he was only they could use him as, you know, for his speed and for a big play type guy. 
it's going to depend on if he can change that. So that's why he's going to, um, I, I just, it's, there's, there's a chance. It's, it's really hard to say exactly how it's going to be used, but you don't get guys uh, much faster than him. And just that alone just makes me feel like you can find a way, right? Find some way to use him more. And it really, if Sammy Watkins is gone, they're going to use him more. I mean, Demarcus Robinson will be used more too. You could put Demarcus Robinson on this list if you wanted to. You could. Somebody's going to have to step up a little bit more. And if Watkins isn't around, and I, I just can't see how you bring Watkins back and pay him any money. I just, I can't see it. I, I just can't. I, it just doesn't. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I guess. So that's why I went with McCole Hardman to round out my list. See how it plays out. But all right, that's it. Four top five sleepers. You know, I think maybe next week we bring back another list. Maybe we go deep sleepers because, you know, as we're doing this and I'm looking again at the ranks, I found some guys I like. Uh, I did too. I mean, <laughs> that are, but they're down the list yeah. where they don't really make sense for this list. But you go way down the list and I kind of, I kind of get excited about those guys. I, I love the deep sleeper list. I did too. And really, I mean, the whole reason about doing this is to highlight players yeah. that maybe people aren't thinking about or have a, a, a you know, a view that I don't think is exactly correct because that's why I like to talk about Bryce Love too. I mean, it's much more like as soon as we find out if he's healthy, it will change things, right? Right now, he'd probably be a deep sleeper, but uh, there's a ton of names that we can talk about that will be a lot of fun. Yeah, there definitely is. So we'll do that next week. Talk to you guys then.